0: What is up you beautiful creatures, thank you and welcome to another episode of Lion's Pride. Man, this one was a good one also too. A little awkward for myself because I have never sat down with my boss and really kind of like me question him and ask him questions and kind of like felt in a, in a room where I was like, okay, now I'm doing the talking mostly like I'm doing the questioning and everything else. Um, it's someone that I've been working with for the past two years. I've been learning from him the most and also too, just not in terms of just coaching but beyond that. Being a business owner, being an entrepreneur, being a gym owner, uh, being beyond a coach—you know—and um, it's something that I've been pursuing for, I, I would say, proud for the past six years. To ultimately have my own gym, but in order to do that, I had to really kind of like experience it, experience it as a as an employee, but also to seeing it from a perspective that learning from an owner and being able to learn from an owner. Such himself. So uh, to sit down and ask him questions and really, really dig in into in terms of like what he has done with his gym and just how he has created it is something that I've been intrigued and I haven't been asking him any questions until today into this episode. And I hope you guys like it. I hope you guys get to learn about him and relate on his story and really comment on it and really see if you're a gym owner. Can you relate to his struggles? Can you relate to what he's gone through in terms of the gym owner? If you are pursuing a gym ownership uh, and you want one, listen to this story. It's something of an amazing just um, pursuit of happiness type of thing. So I hope you guys like it. Uh, Any feedback, please email me. And I will see you guys next week, which I will be officially having my very first client on my podcast. So it's going to be an amazing one, too. All right. So thank you very much, guys. And I'll see you next week. Uh, What's up, everybody? Beautiful creatures. Episode number six. I feel a little awkward doing this right now because I'm actually here having a conversation with my boss, uh, owner of TS Fitness. And uh, I was thinking about it like all night, like what are we going to talk about? Because I'm like, we we always have conversations, but it's always work-related all the time. And having you now on my podcast and like... I don't know if I want to ask him questions, but uh, it's an honor to have you here. Um, I know that it took a while over a season, and the reason, I, I actually, I'm going to be completely honest, I want to tell you why. You're saving the best for last, right? Saving the best <laughs> for last, but also, too, I just didn't realize what I was going to be able to do with the podcast. I, w- I wasn't really sure where I wanted to go with. I wasn't really sure if I was going to get any enough listeners. I wasn't sure... If anything of this, I would be right now doing this recording. So I didn't want to kind of like invest your time and then be like, because obviously I, you know that consistency has been an issue over the time when I started working here too, not in terms of training, but just on projects that I always wanted to do. I will either drop off or just not happen. So doing this project with the podcast, I wanted to make sure that I was going to be consistent and also to be able to, uh, have a sit down and have a conversation when you kind of like work on my on my craft. And now that it's happening, I'm having you now here. So, with further ado, thank you for being on my podcast, Coach. I call him Coach Noam, but his name is Noam Tamir. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you can definitely introduce yourself now. Well, first of all, Al,
1: it's a pleasure to be on this. I definitely have seen the amount of work and effort that you've put into this, and I really uh, commend you on that because I know how challenging, you know, being consistent and and doing this type of stuff with everything else you have going on with your your family, with your work, with, you know, all the social media that you put up and all the growth that you have experienced over the last, you know, two years. It's really an amazing thing to see. Um, Believe it or not, I'm going to give... The the listeners a little background on you how how we kind of got linked up was I went onto a website called Neighborhood Trainers mm-hmm. I was actually looking for a trainer for my sister and my brother in law and I I I didn't want to take anybody from my current staff because they were all busy and I didn't really have somebody I know it was like a six a.m. you know so yeah. I, I I asked a couple of people and they were just like either Wanting ridiculous amounts of money for that, or they were um, just not available. Um, And I ended up contacting you, and you were you were on vacation, so I he he didn't get back to me for a couple of weeks, and I still hadn't found anybody. And then he got back to me, and sounded super genuine, super like passionate. And so I said, you know what? Let me meet this guy. So you came by the studio. Definitely looked the part, you know, Uh, and. Definitely had a desire to like become better, and I mean the passion was there. And so I said, you know what, let's let's do it. So you know, I bought them a package. It was it was it was for like um, Hanukkah or something like that. And they started working with them, and they they really enjoyed working with them. They really enjoyed his personality, you know, his motivation, uh, his knowledge, and his willingness to kind of share. So um, and after a couple of weeks of them training with him, I was thinking to myself. You know what? Like, I could use a guy like this. You know, I could definitely, uh, you know, help. um, I could definitely, like, you know, help you professionally grow, and also, you know, you would be helping me with, you know, growing my team. And that was over two years ago. Is it two over two years? I think it's two years. Two years. It was in the beginning of 2018. 2018.
0: 2018. Yeah, Yeah,
1: beginning of 2018. It's been about two years. Yeah. And yeah right around the holidays so it's yeah. been it's been over two years now yeah. and um and it's been incredible to watch him grow to start seeing him kind of help other people learn uh and become of you know an incredible community of fitness professionals which he's taken full advantage of as have i you know when we go to these events and yeah. stuff like that you're like my you know like my my ts brother in there which has been great to see kind of um you know your relationship that you've created with the fitness community and how loved you are yeah um and, and uh yeah sorry
0: go ahead no so yeah that is true uh thank you i mean i did not expect that type of intro but um i know that that really the, the way we met it was not expected i literally just quit my job I was ready to go on my own and i was like scared at the same time i was like i don't know what i'm gonna do with my brand um because i was working for another gym at that time and um i was about to like get rid of like neighborhood trainer because just in terms of like uh getting clientele and i was paying monthly it was just not working out and when i got that email i was like okay um but again my intention was just to train your sister so it wasn't mm-hmm. really like I think I didn't even. And don't like, forget about John. And John. Yeah. But I mean, was, he's he, he was, you know just got to jump
1: in here. He's <laughs> he's made my brother-in-law a workout addict. I mean he's, I mean his body, his whole life has changed because of you. Yeah, he just does I mean, not
0: like not working out. Yeah, he
1: does It's this new like he can't he can't go a day in the morning. He freaks out if he has to, and he's expecting a child. So you know I'm gonna be an uncle soon, which is exciting. But. Yeah. I told him he better get some 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 weights in the house because he's not going to be mm-hmm. able to leave the house for the first couple of months.
0: I'd say, and he, I think he's like, I would say probably like out of all my clients, he's like one of the most consistent one. Like, yeah. he's the type of client that I actually like sending out the programs. He actually does it. I'm not saying that none of my clients do it. I'm saying yeah. that in terms of just like. If he says, I'm going to train five days a week, he literally finds the five days to work out those. And, and when I send out the programs, he's actually like, I can see that because I see the notifications on the app that I have. So I'm like, all right, this guy, and it's at 5 a.m., like five thirty-six 6 a.m. Oh, he's committed. I was like, Jesus Christ. You, crazy, add, you added <laughs> years to his life, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. But so backtracking yeah. to everything. So when I met you, you, how long were you in this area already? So, so, I'll tell you, so, so, I'll yet. kind of tell you my
1: background and yeah. everything like that. So, I'll tell you the story. So, uh, I started in the fitness industry actually back in college. I worked at a front desk slash sales rep. Oh, uh, shit. Like, was, it uh, well, it was that inches? It was not like a, it, it was called a fitness factory. Okay. And it was in Albany. And okay. I worked there. You know I was always an athlete, loved sports, soccer, track, all that stuff were you already pursuing ex- like the no, major I was interests? always in school for like information science, like you know like uh, okay. computer website design type of stuff. My dad was in that industry. But as you as you know, I'm not somebody who likes to sit still. Yeah, you know, I'm sitting on this ball. I'm kind of rocking well, back and have, forth right now. You do have you said you posted a video saying
0: that you have a, you had ADD or you had ADHD. ADHD. So yeah,
1: I'm, I've been I've been di- I was diagnosed when I was really young, um, probably like 13, 14 years old. I'm now almost forty. Yeah. So that definitely uh, contributed to me not doing so great in school. I even debated whether or not to go to college. Uh, I was still a good student as far as grades-wise, but my focus just wasn't there. You know, I was like in advanced science, math, all that. But definitely, as it required more time to sit, that's yeah. where I had issues. So it, back to the my experience with the gym. So I, I worked at, um, at a gym during college, which was great. Loved the atmosphere. Loved being part of you know, the fitness community that was out there, I was friends with all the, there was a there was a bunch of independent trainers actually there that I was friends with. It never really entered my mind to become a trainer, which is interesting because I think that's an awesome job to have when you're in college. You can make some really good money and you can also like, you know, I was working out like, I was really focused on myself. I was working out like six, seven days a week and it was more for like aesthetic purposes and stuff like that. And really interesting, interesting fact. So... I got into working out because I was bullied. And I know that that yeah. was also something that you faced as well. Yeah. So I was in middle school. I was definitely on the smaller side. Um, I was a late bloomer. I didn't really hit my growth spurt until I was probably like 15, 16 years old. So I was always skinny, small. And I was bullied by some kids that were bigger, that were wrestlers, things like that. They really enjoyed messing with me because I really was very emotional and impulsive and stuff like that. And they really got a kick out of it. Although I was one of the kids that actually stood up. I had other friends that would just take it. They would just put their heads... They'd run away, whatever. I would stand... You know, I would stand my ground. And, you know, I didn't get my butt kicked or I would
0: get, you know, just like... you you ever involve your your parents when you got bullied? I did that one time. It was the most... You know, what would
1: happen is if we got into fights, I would get in trouble in detention. I would tell my parents, you know, they started it whatever. So I was also like a little bit of a a misbehavior. So part of the blame fell on me. They didn't realize to the extent of the bullying. But so anyway, I started working out. Buddy of mine had an older brother. He's like, you know, let's work out. Helped me in sports as well. I got stronger. I got faster in sports
0: as well. So well, what's, What sport were you playing? I was
1: playing soccer. I made, actually, like, varsity as a sophomore playing. And I also uh, was a pretty quick, very fast uh, runner. 100 meter, 200 meter, and then relays. So, uh, you know, did a little bit of basketball, but that just wasn't for me. I was more into uh, I loved soccer. My father was a soccer player. But your so. mindset wasn't
0: like, I'm going to go pro. No, no. I thought like about going
1: to college and doing as like a walk-on, but, you know, unfortunately, I mean, when you're at that age, a lot of it has to do with coaching, and we really just had a poor coach. Really? Yeah, I wasn't disciplined. We just had an uninspiring coach. In middle school, we had an incredible coach. Now, are you really saying
0: great. it that now as a coach, or are you saying it like why you were in... Because there's a difference, obviously, when you're being coached, you you not... You just being told what to do but then once you become like a coach to yourself you're like you were actually a pretty bad coach <laughs> no from the beginning i mean
1: this coach first of all or soccer coach not to go into too much he never yeah. even played soccer oh wow. and he was a soccer coach he was a computer teacher oh, yeah. the, he was like an assistant computer teacher he just did it i think for like you know to be popular yeah it, it was incredibly terrible oh, very screaming at us all the time and just no technique. And you know, I went to soccer camps and there were some great coaches there at soccer camps. Yeah. And that's where I became really, really good. Uh, but and I, and I did a travel team one time and we, went, we did pretty well with it. But then, you know, my father and my parents were really into me pursuing like education because they felt that that was something I really needed, which I totally agree with. However, I think that sports really definitely gives you good discipline. It shows you the hard work You know, and goals create results. So I think that you can take a lot of that education from sports and also apply it to work, school, life. So, so I felt like I could have been pushed a little bit more on that end with my parents, but they definitely gave me—I mean—they gave me every opportunity possible. So, 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 yeah. Back to it. Started working out. Make a long story short. Continued on, you know, in college. With with lifting, and I told myself I'd never get bullied again. Right. Joined a fraternity. Obviously, there's always like you know, there's always between fraternities. Oh, you looked at my girlfriend. Oh, you started with my friend. This and that. You get pulled into stuff, and I was definitely, you know, in a, in a physical condition where I definitely avoided a lot of fights just because of my physique. Yeah. And when I did have to fight, um, I had a good reputation of you know what like this guy yeah yeah, this guy you know he's gonna he ain't gonna just take it you know and uh, really funny story is that one of our top clients who actually worked out today Sal who's about 6'2 probably big dude he was even bigger in college Um, he was one of the guys that had was part of our like rival fraternity and just because of kind of who we are we didn't even really know each other we got into a A one-on-one, it wasn't a scuffle, it was like a straight-up, like, one-on-one fight, and it lasted probably about 10 minutes till I couldn't even lift my arms, and we were both so bloody, (laughs) and you know what, usually somebody jumps in to, like, you know, either break it up or, like, jump on the other person's side, they just let us go at it, and, um, and you know, I'm, like, 5'9", 5'10", and he's, like, 6'2", and he was a lot bigger than me, he was probably like a good over 200 pounds. I was like 170, 175. Um, but um, and we were both kind of drunk. I, I couldn't even lift my arms. By the end, I just kind of walked away, and I was like, we're done. You know? So if you're going to give him the uh, – I'll, I'll give him the win on that. <laughs> Fast forward. Well, after that, basically what happened was, you know, we still would see each other, you know, at the same parties and stuff like that. And he actually came up to me and was like, listen, man, we're good, you know, because I mean, the way that I kind of approached it after that was like, you know, I don't want to fight, but if you're going to, if you're going to come at me, yeah, I'm going to defend myself and we can, we can do this all, all year long. If you want, who wants to be beat up and like be hurting, you know, for like the next like week, me and him were like with our hats, like black and blue all over. So that, uh, that basically that taught me. I mean, obviously fighting is not what you need to be doing, but when you do need to stand up for yourself, you do it and it should be a deterrent, you know, and then we squashed it. We were good. We were kind of actually became on friendly terms, you know, and I actually started seeing him. So when I opened up my my first studio in 2011, which was, was which was on 58th street, his girlfriend lived across the street. So all of a sudden, it was like 5 in the morning, and I'm seeing him, and I'm like, Sal? And he's like, no. And we're like, what? So we would see each other at like 5 a.m. It was really, really funny. And um, and then, probably about three years ago, he reached out to me. Uh, shoot, I forgot how. Whoa. Oh, so his fraternity brother, who I was actually friendly with during college, reached out to well, I ran into him and muscle maker and we were talking and I was like, you know, he's telling me he's working out and stuff. I was like, Oh, why don't you come by the studio, you know, come in for a free workout. And he was like, sure. Came in, loved it. Signed up. He's been a client of ours for like three years. I actually just worked with his fiance. He's getting married in May. She's uh, joining up with us. And so Sal reaches out to me via text. He's like, Hey, you know, John's telling me all this incredible stuff that you're doing over there it's my workouts are kind of stale you know would it be okay if I come out like definitely come on in came in I mean ran with it lost about close to 50 pounds over the last two years Um, and it was like our VIP client like it's just incredible how like life can kind of Go in certain different well, he, ways. He did the challenge. He, he did, did that, our nutrition, nutrition challenge, challenge twice. Won it once. Was runner up the next time. Basically changed his life. He just had a baby. Yeah. And his wife even did it while... Halfway through they found out she was pregnant. She still like lost seven pounds during the the, the, um, the kicker, kickstart. The
0: kickstart. He did. He did. She, she did. did. She did also. She did also. Oh, okay. man. Yeah.
1: So, definitely um, just saw him this morning... You know? Yeah, he was here this morning. He, he moved all the way out. You know, he's from Queens. Long he Island, moved on yeah. Long Island now, and he's still coming in, trying to come in. You know, yeah. so that was uh, that just speaks volumes for how fitness can really bring people together. You know, yeah. you can have somebody who you fought, you know, in in, in high school or uh, sorry in college, and they end up becoming like an incredible client of yours, and it just shows you how becoming
0: stronger inside and out. Can really help you in life. But now let me ask you something now. Like obviously you got into a fight with him and everything. But he never bullied you or anything like that. Have you seen any of your bullies? We Well with me Brody. and Sal. Before
1: that fight started. It was always like you know staring down. It was always like you know. There was always like people kind of talking shit and stuff. Okay. So it was. Uh, as far as the guys uh, that were in my high school. I I have seen them here and there. Uh, and back in town, nothing that I hold against them, if anything, it made me tougher, it made me get into exercise, so I actually should thank them. Yeah. I think that nowadays, what can even be more uh, damaging to people is the internet bullying, oh, yeah. the social media bullying, Because that's going out to everybody, you know, and it's, you can really, I think, like, when you hurt someone physically, like, again, unless you're really causing really permanent damage to them, those wounds are going to heal. A lot of times when people do mental damage to you, that, uh, that those wounds take, take a long time to heal, if heal at all, you know, they, they, they can really damage somebody. So... I am definitely, you know, I'm thankful that I kind of didn't grow up in this age right now. I'm, I'm yeah. really happy that I grew up in an age where you had to you handle bike over ground. to a friend's place. Uh, yeah. And, you know, you had to, you know, you'd call up their house and talk to their parents to talk to them. Yeah. You know, now it's like text, 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 you know, FaceTime, FaceTime, FaceTime. It's like, it's interaction
0: is very minimal now
1: it's it minimal like, it's quick it's not as uh, genuine I think a lot of times
0: so I think it's 100% of the times I, yeah. I think it's just like I, I, this, especially because I deal with a lot of social media as itself. And sometimes it's just like my trust issues is so limited when it comes to social media like when people approach me and everything it's like do I trust you do I not trust you and it's just like so many fake accounts so many this and you're dealing with that uh, and I think and, and one of the reasons I like fitness is because it's actually it's just like the closest you're going to get in terms of having a conversation with an actual person um, and compared to like nowadays like even going to a bar like people are looking at their phones and not even interacting with people in the bar so it's like having in a fitness industry you actually need some some tactile some some visual uh, interaction and I think that's why too is I think fitness is probably going to be always going to be there in terms of just having communication that way. That's what I think. No, that's... Um,
1: Yeah, I mean, there's so much going on virtually in fitness. Yeah. But Oh, yeah, a lot. Yeah. But there will always be the brick and mortar. That's really that human contact, that ability to lift people up, to be together stronger. (laughs) Someone told me that line. Uh, Anyway, uh, is will never be replaced... You know, no matter how many Pelotons or, you know, Nordic Rower or whatever it is, or, you know, live streaming or mirrors or now Tonal, whatever it may be. What is Tonal? Tonal is like now it's a mirror, but it has like these arms for working out. So it looks kind of neat, actually. It's something that I actually, I kind of admire because I'm like, you know, I wish I would love to have something like that, but in a class, like I would put something like that up, but with an instructor,
0: you know? so maybe they should have an option like that and it, tools like that because sometimes it's just like not a lot of people like working out at home yeah. i don't like it i think it works for a small
1: demographic i yeah. think it works very well for parents you yeah. know if you're a small child and you're trying to get a workout in which very is definitely effective. what you know people like that age have been marketed to when you see in the commercials so but yeah so 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 anyway so so, basically, I opened up TS Fitness. Was it,
0: in the beginning, TS Fitness? How did a TS Fitness come up?
1: So, so I'll, tell you, the, I'll tell, you the, the, tell you the short story. So, first, before I opened up TS Fitness, I actually got my master's degree in hospitality. So, I graduated from, from, uh, from undergrad. I worked in a hotel for about a year and a half. Okay. Okay? I worked uh, as just a front desk person at a top hotel in the city, in New York Palace. Loved it, loved the whole operations things, really did well with it, they promoted me to assistant manager. I said, you know what, I want to go to grad school, let me go to grad school. I started interning for Starwood while I was in grad school and so I I left that job, interned with Starwood because I thought, you know, I'm interested in doing sales, I want to do like something. operations is great, but your kind of uh, operations definitely has a ceiling for how much you can earn. It's also, it really takes years and years and years and years to kind of build that up. And you're also like on 24-7, you're working holidays, you're working all those times that, you know, so I I didn't like that type of lifestyle. Um, So what I ended up doing was I went back, I went to college, I went to grad school, both of my my father had gone to grad school for computer science. My mother is a lawyer, so she like um, studied for the bar. So they, they were both really encouraging of me going back to school. So I went to NYU, did their hospitality program, and I loved it, I thought it was great. But as I was doing that and interning, I definitely needed some income, so I became a trainer part-time at Crunch, okay? So I did that, really enjoyed it, moved up the ranks from personal trainer to assistant personal training manager. And when I graduated, I had the option, obviously, to start pursuing my hotel career or the training. And so I started applying for a couple of positions with the hotel industry. I started realizing that I didn't really like the, the sales uh, lifestyle either, because it was a lot of like going out and drinking and things like that and events. So I was like, you know, I really started really gravitating towards the lifestyle of, of fitness. I really thought I was making a difference. I was making a difference. And I became a personal training manager for Crunch. I did that for about a year. On the corporate level, what happens with being a personal training manager, especially the way that that company, Crunch, at the time, it was all about how much numbers, how much money you brought in. It was really not about the quality Oh, it was all training, the quality yeah. of the training and everything. And it took me away from the quality of the training. Put me into sitting behind a desk, crunching numbers all the time.
0: You know, talking to trainers. Why are you not producing? All that yeah, type right. of stuff. Well, and New, New, New Sports Wars, Club was the same like that too. It was, like, it was one of the reasons I left New Sports Club. Because I was yeah. there for like three years. Yeah. It was just because it was all about the numbers. They were literally, like my manager would... So I would spend extra time with my clients just either explaining or kind of like coaching them a little bit more. She would literally come like, it's been exactly 45 minutes, you cannot train this person anymore. And I was like, what? In front yeah. of the client, I'll be like, ah, uh, you can't do. It. So I understand, but she always wanted numbers, 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 40 yes. sessions a week. That's, that was like Yeah,
1: yeah I mean, crazy. but the other thing is, they're being pushed that way to get yeah. numbers. And then those people are being pushed from the numbers. You know. And listen, I understand it's a business. These places have huge amounts of overhead, especially in Manhattan. They need to produce. Yeah. So, and that's the big reason, I think, why boutique fitness has become such an explosive thing is because there's marketing people now and there's salespeople and there's managers that do the selling and there's just instructors that do the instruction and their job is to instruct. And yeah, yeah definitely, you know, the amount of occupancy and the percentage does fall on the instructor, but they're not like... Why wow, your numbers? You know, what's going on with your numbers? Things like that. So and You still have to grow it. Like, yeah, you, you still, still grow to, it. And they're giving incentives to grow yeah, it a lot of these places. Yeah. I mean, so, it's still a responsibility
0: of a coach. I, I don't think... Oh, for sure. You know, I mean, for me, that was my pressure constantly here because I started here. I wasn't really an instructor. I was an instructor, but I wasn't an instructor in the city. I was an instructor in Brooklyn, completely different area, only man. And it was like demographic here is... About ninety to a hundred percent female. So it's well,
1: definitely in the classes in, here. I'd say in the in the PT, in the PT, it's it's like eighty percent. I'd say women over yeah. uh, seventy-five. Yeah. in the classes here, yeah, like ninety. Yeah,
0: like, very very high female. in terms. Like I'm female. lucky enough to sometimes have two two guys or three guys in in, in the class, yeah. which I'm okay with that. Um, but I'm saying, like, the... The women changes. actually work harder. Yeah. I mean, they, they live... Because yeah. I only teach, like, uh, uh, strength and conditioning classes here. One shred class. But, yeah, uh, I like that. Now, I had one question for you. So, wait. So, you, you were yes. going for your TS yes. fitness.
1: So, so, yeah. So, became manager, decided, you know what? It wasn't for me. And decided to do um, independent training. So, I was running all over Manhattan... Had celebrities had the you know people charging them 150 200 a session you know ceos of companies all that type of stuff but i was running all over the place and you know i'll just remember i'll never forget this it was like snowing and like slush and i was going down to like meat packing to train a client and then had to come across town to murray hill and then go back uptown to the upper east side and i was I, I would hit all four corners of manhattan and I was thinking to myself, just all the time that I'm commuting, from going into a hot subway car, sweating, to going outside into a freezing, like The quality of life just was, was, was not good. So I said, you know what, let me take everything, all the people, you know, all everything, all the clients. Let me figure it out and let me open up. You know, the majority of my clients were on the Upper East Side because that's where I spent most of my time. Um, working at Crunch, so I had a good following okay, over there. So and I you, knew a bunch of people. I was going to ask you
0: like, yeah. in terms of area, why did you pick up Riverside?
1: Yeah. And there was, there wasn't anything up here. You know, this was 2011. There was really, really not a lot of fitness studios up here. So I opened it up. Did no idea what I was doing. Had to go through two contractors. Had a landlord that was like freaking out because I. I, I told him I was putting a gym, we talked about it, we discussed it, and then he saw the weights, and he's like, this is way too much weight on the floor. And I was just like, you put a refrigerator on in the building, that's going to be more weight than what a squat rack is. Yeah. You know, he just didn't have no idea. So I was dealing with him, but got through it, was there for four years, packed it to capacity, built a good team, learned about what... Hiring great coaches were, hiring making poor hires was, went through some business coaching as well. And, you know, really, it was basically the hard knocks, you know, school hard what knocks that your, I learned.
0: What was your biggest challenge, though? Because, all right, so I would say, so like for me, I would be scared to do this because I have no, like I don't have the background like you do in terms of like where you have started as a sales rep. So you knew more about money. You knew about right. like approaching people because I think it's a skill set also too you have to learn especially in the fitness industry is to be like a seller like you have to sell a product you gotta know how to sell your own product which is yourself and your culture uh, and it's something that I always wanted to learn from you because that's something I, I feel like I always lack yeah I'm a great coach on the floor like I can motivate I train I know the exercise I can create a program but the selling part is always I think in terms of if you want to open up a business I think that's the biggest challenge but now for you having all that experience with everything what did you feel was did you first of all two-part question the first one will be did you approach your family about it like hey this is what i'm gonna be doing and also two, what was what was going through your head uh in terms of like opening up like were you like oh shit uh so what's gonna happen so I'm, I'm, and I and I
1: acknowledge this like every day, very fortunate to have a great support system. Um, I have a great family, especially the immediate family. Uh, my parents are incredible. They have taught me some amazing, amazing values. They have given me a lot of opportunities uh, to grow. And they, my dad still, he'll still school me, you know, with wisdom. Uh, and same thing with my mother. I mean, she's like... She balances my aging grandfather, who's like 97 years old. Uh, My father, who can be a pain in the butt sometimes. You know, she's dealing with my brother, who's definitely a big pain (laughs) in the butt. And my sister, who's pregnant right now. And me, um, you know, I have my ups and downs and things like that. And she's just, you know, lives life, enjoys it, everything. But my parents have definitely created a mindset in me where if I fail, I fail. So what? Then you just try again, you know? So I didn't think that I could fail. And if I failed, at least I tried. Right. So I have kind of that no fear. I mean, obviously, I, everybody has fear um, and hesitation all the time. But it's about what you how you respond to that fear. Like, do you just overcome it? Do you push through it? And that's what I do. Uh, I just say, you know what? What's the worst that can happen? You know, nothing. And that... If I don't do anything, nothing's going to happen anyway. Right. So, and, and, and you learn so much from when you don't succeed. You know, there's so many quotes. You know, I, I, you yeah. know, fail nine out of ten times, you know, but it's just about that one time. Or from, was it Michael Jordan? He said what? He oh, yeah. He of a
0: hundred shots if I make like ten. Whatever or, it is. Yeah. You miss, yeah. But, you know, the percentage of shots that you don't take. Do you think it would have impacted you a little bit different? So, I mean... I, I kind of understand that now why like sometimes there's there's differences on taking a risk. Um, I, I was always afraid of taking risks because of how much I would de- disappoint my family and obviously when it came down to like my family, uh, I'm talking about just a few people. I didn't have a great relationship with my dad, I had a great relationship with my grandmother with my grandfather but once they were gone it was like kind of like my aunt which I made a video a couple days ago about that. But I was always afraid that if I failed and seeing my family being disappointed at because they, didn't, they, didn't, they were not the type of family where, like, oh, okay, move on, get better at something, do something else. It was more like, we knew we were gonna fail. Like, this, yeah, and so, like, having that type of mentality uh, not only is, increases your fear, but now, not only you're scared, now you're now scared that you're gonna disappoint the family that you grew up like your family. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying, like, I think for you, I, I mean, I'm kind of jealous about that. If I wish I could have that, because maybe it would have made me a different person. Because until this day, sometimes I'm afraid to make certain type of certain type of decisions, and it's really hard. And now, as a father, as a as a parent myself, I don't want that to have that that exactly. mentality. Yeah,
1: that's really that's really the the biggest thing you can do is make sure that with your children and with the people that you're around, the people you support, that you don't. Uh, I guess bring on that thought that if you don't succeed you're going to disappoint You know, yeah. that's, that's definitely again something that I'm very fortunate to very, have in my yeah. life I'm, 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 you know? I'm, and it's you know. something that I spread to others you know because I want to pay it forward that you know what's the worst thing that can happen and, and, and anyway you know what I always say to myself if things come easy then they're not worth it right. anything that comes easy is never going to be... Is never worth it. Like, when you work hard for something and you accomplish it, that feeling that you have is awesome. And then guess
0: what? Time to go at it again. Well, you know? also, too, you, so, you have... You, then you know the difference of, like, letting... Like, when you buy something with your own money because you work and that shit oh, yeah, breaks, is so you're fun. like... Yeah. You know, yeah. and you just disappointed on that, right? But if someone gives you a gift and it breaks, you're like, oh, it's a gift... Yeah, well, obviously the relation towards that. Well, I think right. also if you
1: if you if you work for that money and you buy something, you're gonna take care of it. You're gonna appreciate right. it more. You're gonna make sure that that toy, whatever it is that you get, is not just forgotten and thrown to the side. But and then it, yeah, if it breaks, you try to fix it. If you can't fix it, guess what? You work hard again. You make money and you buy it again.
0: And that's you know? so funny because that's actually the idea that we have one well, of the reasons I like working at TS is because there's the culture that that moves also clients because it's like you're investing money on something that yeah. is yourself like yeah. it's like you know you, 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 you're building this Ferrari I usually call the body of Ferrari it's like if you had a Ferrari I don't think you would treat it like you would treat a Toyota like you would treat it with such a if you bought it yourself if you bought it yourself yeah and you I built mean, if it, it was yourself. giving
1: it a gift you know so yeah yeah I mean, I think, you know, it was interesting just off this is that I, um, you know, one thing that's come up uh, recently is like, wh- you know, when you get a kid a car, yeah. you know, if you get them a Mercedes as their first car, where do you go from there? Where do you show them, you know, where progress is and, you know, how hard work, you know, they, they deserve that. They expect that. From They're they going to they have expectations expect and things like that. Maybe you have some children who that won't happen to, but, but you, you're really teaching them values that... 80, er, entitled yeah. when you give things like that, and when you give them a beat-up four-taurus, like is what I got. When I finally got a nice car, I really appreciated. When I graduated college, my parents got me a jeep. Damn, I appreciated that car. I took care of it. You know, I made sure that you know I, I was I was really responsible with it and everything like that. So, and I and I, and I graduated college. That was my work go. that I yeah. did, and I graduated in four years, and I graduated with, a, you know, a 3.0 GPA, and I, you know, I did my partying and stuff like that, I'm not gonna lie, but I definitely, well, I, I definitely did my time, that. um, and you know, that was my reward, you know, which was pretty amazing, I'm, uh, forget it, my parents gave me a box, <laughs> and it had keys inside, and I was like, what? <laughs> yeah.
0: So, but, so again, I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, so we got sidetracked a yeah. little bit on that. But, yeah, I would say, so the question, you answered that question. So when you were doing your TS.
1: Yeah, so, so really quickly, you asked me a question about TS, what it stood for. So partnership. So I had a very good relationship with um, a guy named Paul. And he was definitely... A little bit on the I want to say a great trainer, great coach, great talker, not as so reliable, not very reliable came from a tough uh, upbringing uh, and in the Bronx and he um, i I mean it's unfortunate, but we were going to open this together uh, but due to his credit and his lack of funds, he really couldn't invest much he couldn't put his name on the lease, everything like that. Uh, So, again, guidance wise, I was talking to my parents about it and they were like, you know, you should not create this company with him, like if anything, let him earn his way into it. You know, you be the owner, he pays you rent and then see how that relationship goes and then you know, maybe he can, you know, buy into the business and things like that. And so I was the T, last name T, his last name was with the S. And we just liked it. TS. We could have gone a lot of ways with it, mm-hmm. and he didn't want to move forward. He said, "No, uh, I felt terrible. I lost a friend, uh, but you know, probably one of the best decisions ever because you know he became. I mean, from what I heard, beca- not so stable and things like that. I, you know, I, again, I, I feel like I kind of um, could have helped him and could have helped you know grow him and make him better, and he was just really, really fun guy to be around, and very charismatic. But the, the partnership would have been difficult to do, so so I'm really fortunate that I opened it up by myself. You know, so I, it's
0: you stuck with TS, but then stuck you, were, with TS. But you were like, oh I, I, shit, now what are I going to call it?
1: Exactly, and I, I thought about my last name, Tamir, Tamir Systems, but there's so many people that I know who have opened up gyms that have put their names on it that really regret it. Mark Fisher being one of them. Why so? Cressy. Because then everybody wants you. You know, everybody's like, oh, where's so-and-so? Where's Mark Fisher? I want to train with him. Where's Eric Cressy? I want to it train makes with sense. him. And I wanted to detach my name from it. And it just came to me you know we just kept on everything was together everything was about strength this and that so I was like TS together stronger and there's really you know and I had it before Hillary but Hillary's is stronger together Hillary, Hillary Clinton that was her oh yeah, that yeah, was, yeah. That stronger was, together yeah, 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 yeah mine's together stronger sure. and you know there's so many things you can say with it train strong train smart you know tough shit train tough sexy shit. you know <laughs> so so yeah so that was where the TS came from and then, so fast forward five years, uh, about four and a half years after I opened up the small space, we were we were definitely uh, maxing it out. Moved here and didn't lose one client. You know, we were three blocks away. Took it from a, another fitness studio that was yeah. not succeeding. And uh, oh, this used to be another one. This used to Some be another studio. Come in, yeah, like, there used to be another one. Yeah. Like, I have no clue. Yep. Yeah, it used to be here. Uh, And it's interesting because, again, according to social media, they were in the New York Times, this fitness studio that was here. You know, you think that they're doing amazing. uh, But that's a a lot of it's like a perception of what people see. And uh, no, they went out of business after two years. I've been here for five. And we just signed a lease for another eight. So we're going to be here for a while. And... You know again, still learning the process, still learning how to communicate properly, still learning how to motivate my coaches, still learning a lot of new marketing, you know oh, yeah. and making mistakes and learning from them, and you know also not being afraid to say I made a mistake, you know I think that that is something that I have con-
0: continually learned, you know and for you, but for you, it's just more natural because sometimes' it's like you get into something and it's like not that you're forcing it but it's just like okay now I'm stuck in this now I'm just gonna move forward with it Um, Mm -hmm. do you feel more just naturally just learning you like to learn you like to do this Uh, I know that sometimes I mean even though I like to train and teach and everything but it it comes down to like money and and marketing and all that that's something that kind of it's not that I avoid it's like a pain in the ass Yeah. but I'm sure that there's some as a business owner you because we are coaches but I only have a brand. I don't have a business. Um, that's what I would call it. Um, but you have a business, and I've seen you plenty of times. There's sometimes, it's just like I don't know how he does it because it's like you're you're the only one. You're the only owner. Yeah. Right. So it's like, how does it how does it feel in terms of that? Like being just the only owner. Do you feel that sometimes I'm like fuck? Like I need to, shit. Like you know, some sometimes I don't know if it gets to you or not. But no, I mean. You
1: know, what's What what um, what's been really um, a godsend for me is being part of a mastermind group. Okay. Because, and this is not to say anything uh, about the other team members that are here, but uh, obviously, like you said, I'm the only owner. Yeah. So for marketing, sales, operations, all that type of stuff, I am the smartest person in the room, and I'm probably the one who is the most motivated to grow in that avenue. So... If you're in the smartest room, if you're the smartest person in the room... You need, you're in the wrong room. You're in the wrong room, yeah. So this mastermind group has put me in a room where I am not the smartest person in the room.
0: You're with other business owners, I'm right? I'm with
1: other business owners. So even if there's things I'm smarter with in the, in the business than they are, there's other things in the business that they're smarter with than me. So that's an important part of, I think, growth in general. Like, if you are the smartest person and you think that that's great and everything, I think you're stupid. Yeah. You know, like, that is not a good thing. Because yeah. you are going to limit the amount that you're going to grow. And I am constantly trying to learn. I'm constantly going, you know, um, taking some seminars, you know, and every opportunity I can. You know, even networking. You know, I love networking.
0: So Well, um, that's that's our, I think, 100% of our investment there. Because you have to, people have to physically know you, yeah. how you speak, how you teach and everything. It's not just pictures it's not like just an instagram it's like especially in the city which is has become more and more of a makeup fitness is that so many gyms now so many this so many trainers it's everybody. always been
1: it's always been
0: new york city is the capital of fitness 100 yeah. percent.
1: it's the capital of fitness i mean and it's, it's businesses, like. and it's the most competitive you know so like a lot of times i will you know when i'm in a call or something like that and there's somebody in I'm to fuck, uh, you know, Idaho or something like that, and they're they're telling me the you know you know their challenges with marketing and stuff. I'm like hell, <laughs> like, but but again, there's pros and cons. There's just so many more people in New York. Yeah. you know. there's a lot more competition. Everything's more expensive. You know, these people have like five thousand square feet and they're paying two thousand dollars a month for their rent and I'm like, oh my God, you know, it's like yeah, crazy. Things you can do with that. Yeah, things you can do with that. If but you again that here. <laughs> but again the other thing is you don't have the amount of money, you don't have the amount of awareness with fitness. You know, so many people are aware about being healthy. You know, New York City it's a lot about how you look, it's a lot about, you know, yeah, I belong to this studio, I belong to that studio, yeah. you know, it's like um, it's like a title, you know, so so back to the networking thing is, it's it's been awesome when I talk to like fitness professionals and also other people, and you know they're like, oh, you know, what do you, uh, you know, you know, you know, what studio are you at? And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm you know I'm the founder of TS Fitness, and they say, oh I've heard of TS, you know I've heard good things, you know that's like just makes me really proud um, that people have heard of us and that people have either know people that have trained with us or they've come to the studio before. So again, that, and that's becoming more and more, and that's definitely due to the more networking, the marketing, the coaches that we have okay. here. Yeah. So, so that's been
0: pretty, pretty, pretty amazing. In, in, in the certain things, year. like so, like having it in ten years here. You've been in ten years. Is it ten years now? You five. You were three and four, four like four and a half, so and it's like been over years. five. So it's yeah. It's going to be in April. It'll be our nine year anniversary. Nine so in those years was there any doubt in one year or any of those signs where you just like oh yeah a
1: bunch of times really a bunch of of times in the first year yeah so in the first year well even when I so I told you I went through two contractors I basically almost was like I remember just my contractor was saying he was going to come in the first one and just not showing up and I remember like coming in and there it was just like a disaster area, and I just remember having a support system there, a friend of mine, a mentor a bit of a mentor of mine, helping me out, finding me a contractor. The guy was so slow, but he did it, and he did a nice job, and finally getting the place open, probably like a month after like you know a month late, which is when I think about it now it's really not that bad but I was like everything's gonna run smoothly you know and that's the other thing is again shit is not gonna run smooth it never does you know I am surprised I'm like waiting for something to happen because that I can control I can control how I react to stuff I can't control other stuff you know so shit's gonna happen I have to deal with it I have to figure out the best way to deal with it I have to learn from that how to, you know, I've learned from it. <laughs> I've made the mistake of like trying to change all the flooring and painting the whole studio like over a weekend, you know. And I just remember, like that was it, before the, the that the, was here. The, no, that the, was when I put the new turf in just now. That I knew, I knew what I needed to do. Were I knew everything. It for like five days. Not even. No, we, we, we were, were close we for were like three days. days. Was it three days? Yeah, three days. Yeah, they finished this stuff quick. But when I was putting in this flooring here, the marble flooring, and I wanted to paint the whole studio and everything like that, I remember I tried to do it in three days. I had issues. Painters didn't come, so I had to pull some painters off of um, TaskRabbit that were terrible, and I ended up paying them $1,000. There were three of them. They got it done. They did not do a really good job, which I had to have another guy come and like fix the painting. But it got done. I should remember, Leaving at three in the morning, finally finished, I had to put everything back in place, and then having a class at 6 a.m. the next day. So I slept for literally two hours, came back, taught like three sessions of you know personal training, group and whatever it was, and being in like such a daze, and being like, <laughs> I should have just closed one more day. You know, because shit's gonna happen. Yeah. So always planning on one extra day is super important to uh, To do that, so, um, so yeah, so that was just one time also where I was like, uh, I was like, I, I don't know if I could do this. So, but yeah, there's been a, a bunch of times I got hit my first year with a sale. I didn't know I had to take sales tax from training, and it's interesting. A lot of fitness studios don't pay it, I mean, um, especially private. But I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm learning that the yeah. hard way
0: too. I mean, now I know. No, but last year yeah. I was
1: like, uh... well. Different. This is different tax. This is not just the taxes, but then on every training session that you do, you have, to you have taxes. there's a four and a half percent sales tax that New York City only does. Uh, so that is something that a lot of fitness studio business owners don't know about. Well, you and
0: pay you pay the taxes.
1: I have to pay four and a half percent sales tax every quarter. So do you charge taxes? I charge it, it, in, the char- yes. charge it in the sessions. Yes, charge in the sessions. Yes, we've added it as well. Okay. Because and, you end up losing money if
0: you don't. Yep. Right. And
1: it's and and then you know what you can do is you could build it into your pricing, but then you have to like, it's it's a whole complication. I just wanted to, pe- people to see it as an added tax. Okay. And I make sure that people know this is not going into my pocket. You know this is going into New York City. Tax. So taxes. So so yeah. So I got hit with a seventeen thousand dollar bill at the end of my first year, which basically wiped out my profits and you know that was unexpected and that's another time where I was like because being a personal trainer independently you don't pay that you know you don't pay that at all so that's something that like you know a lot of trainers tell me oh I want to open up a fitness studio I'll say okay it's awesome you know I'm all for it um you know do you have a plan do you have new numbers set up everything like that I also did have my numbers set up but I didn't have like Again, a business plan, it's funny because in numbers, they're always going to like, they change. Yeah, I had a massage business in my other studio. I had a massage room because I was so into the recovery aspect of things. And that really didn't, I actually ended up opening up the wall and just extending my fitness studio more. So that, that I, uh, I but I, I calculated income from that. And that did not happen. So, you know. I also was majority of private training when I first started. And then I made the move to the semi-private, what we call now personal training, which was the best move of my career, uh, was doing that. We have created something, a system here that is unlike anybody else that does it. There's definitely some great systems that I've seen out there. But this
0: is is very effective. I've seen it all too. I've been to other gyms too. Not to work, just to to see. And when they ask me, I'm like... Sometimes I'm like, when they ask me, I was like, eh, ask no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm like, eh, you know, I, I insist. Yeah. Because it's like sometimes they ask you with the purpose of like, what are they doing? Yeah. Uh, I already know that that drill, so that's yeah. what I'm like. Just well, listen, I mean,
1: you know, I'm yeah. all about collaboration, not competition, things that's, like that. I, which so, I agree with you. Yeah. I just
0: don't want to be the one. Who's telling people how to, to do systems. Tell, yeah, the system. I mean, we're
1: pretty good so, about right. sharing stuff, but we have a pretty awesome... It's also the people, it's the culture, it's everything that you've created, um, you know, so I think that we've just created a stronger and stronger culture here, stronger and stronger community. We keep on coming up with new ways, monthly challenges for our clients to win prizes, charity events, um, you know, networking events here at TS, But what I like team about events.
0: That, like what we're doing here is that we're still with the same culture compared to, and I'm not trashing any other businesses, they're changing their cultures because they're plateauing, I would say, probably. Adding up new new stuff like you have treadmills and certain things like in, in Pilates classes. I feel like that's a little bit of a change because they, yeah. they get desperate. Here, we might be adding other stuff, but the culture itself, like what TS Fitness means, is not changing. It's the same thing. And sometimes people have to respect that. And like, coming in here, they expect that. At all times, like it Tone was, House, like yeah. tone, even though Tone House is like the hardest shit out there, they say it's still like they don't they stick to it, it. They stick to it, and that's what you go to expect. That's it. Yeah, no, nothing else. Yeah, I why. do
1: think that I agree with that. At the same time, you constantly see big brands and things like that changing. They change their approach. They change their. Logo, They changed, you know, they, they changed a lot of times what, what they might stand for, things like that. Yeah. Um, so, again, I think that change is important. However, it's not, you know, it's, 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 again, it's all about, you know, if you think that you have growth opportunity by making those changes and you make the mistake, again, it's not really a mistake, you change your back. Change your back. Yeah. Yes, you might lose some income. You might lose, but, but again, if you feel, and again, I'm, I'm not about just, you know, changing stuff for the hell of it. There should be purpose behind it, and, uh, you know, it shouldn't be reckless. But you know, I have some ideas here that over the next six months we might be making some small, some small, some some changes here to like the small group training. Mm-hmm. I have some concepts that I'd like to apply, you know, and. Uh, you know, got to do some research behind it, but at the end of the day, you got to see if it actually works. It works yeah. You know, again, yeah. um, you know, if you try something it doesn't
0: work, back to the drawing board. Now, to finish things out, which I said was going to be an hour. <laughs> You're right. I just, so, so initially when we did this, I was like, why don't we do a 15, 15 minute, like, 20 minute, yeah. who's going to listen to a whole hour of us talking, <laughs> you know? see um, time goes by and yeah. i tell that to everybody. it's like we can do it in 30 minutes and yeah. then like 45 minutes and like oh my god i just want to add one more thing before we finish is um the so
1: the past year and, and i gotta give a shout out to roan uh because they have opened up the door for me to meet i probably would have but just because of the person that i am going to studios and things like that but they have definitely expedited the amount of fitness professionals that i have met in the last year and been able to connect with them work out with them see what their businesses are like give my advice to them on their businesses things like that um so i really got to give them a shout out for for creating this community which i have definitely taken and run with and i i think that um there's a lot of other people who have done so the same some haven't you know again you know so I wouldn't want to make you.
0: this podcast if it wasn't for the Roner. Yeah, I no, made no. it because of that because I met yeah. so many people. Yeah. And that's why I was like, let me let me do this. I want yeah. to share their stories to my to 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 my audience. Yeah. Um, two things, and see if you can do this in under three minutes. You're better than me than this. So, an advice you want to give out to new business owners that they want to open up their business gyms, which maybe at some point I'll take that advice if that happens. And two. Uh, the common question of every single episode that I've been asking everybody just your word and what does it mean to you and what is it to really relate to it and then obviously you can finish out with your energy okay. and everything so we have three minutes <laughs> so probably my word is
1: combined with what I would recommend to gym owners the first word which is growth you know one of our it's one of our core values here at TS and I always say this if you are not growing you are dying you know Uh, There's so much information out there that you can kind of, you know, gravitate towards, you can grab. And I think that when you just kind of get comfortable with the one way of thinking and you get that fixed mindset, which we we have a book that we read uh, as a team that we've read and we will reread, which is uh, mindset. um, You need to have a growth mindset. If you are an owner, you cannot think in one dimension, one plane. You have to think outside of the box. You have to continually challenge yourself, put you in the put yourself in the room where you are not the smartest person. So I think that that is a huge thing. That's my word. That's what I always think about. Like, you know, I'm always, even with social media, I'm going in there, I'm looking at people's exercises, what they're doing in, how it would apply and how we could use it in here, looking at people's, you know, um, how they're speaking to engage an audience, how they're bringing teams together. So it kind of gives me a little bit of a bird's eye view into uh, into what is going on in the fitness industry and the motivational industry, just the world as, as, a, as a whole as well. Consistency, that is another one of our core values. I think what you're doing here with these podcasts is you're being consistent, you're creating something, you know, you coming in day in, day out giving your all here at TS, me giving my all at TS and continuing to grow and being consistent in my, being a part of my mastermind group. Once I've started being more consistent with the calls and, you know, check-ins and stuff like that, the business, I mean, you saw it in January. We had the best month ever. I've had the best month ever in my career in January. We went up like 30% in business in January and we're continuing it. So that is consistency. That's about being consistent in all the aspects of life. And listen, sometimes you're gonna drop off that, but that's okay, that's part of consistency, is getting those, you know, hitting those lows and coming and climbing back up. That's called perseverance. So that's another one that I think is really important. And the last one is community. You know, teamwork. You cannot do it alone. You know, nobody can do it alone. You know, I always you know, say, like, alone we're strong, but together we're stronger. So that's really, those are the three things, and those are the three core values that we have here at TS that we tell our clients that I kind of want to instill in our team and our, our, our staff. And those are what I would probably recommend to people trying to open up a fitness studio. And that growth is my one word. So it's
0: been an honor, man. Thank you so Thank much for having so me. Thank you so much. And I hope you guys like it. And uh, before we go, before we go, I just wanted to now just uh, how, how can we find you? And also, obviously, I work with you, so I'm not gonna put any of my information here. So handle Instagram, how we can find you, where we can find you, and just shoot it out.
1: So I've set up a cot for myself here at TS Fitness, so I sleep here 24-7, I'm scared. (laughs) Uh, So we're located 328 East 61st Street, the fourth floor between 1st and 2nd Avenue. You can contact me my Instagram handle is Noam Tamir Fit. So it's N O A M T A M I R F I T. It's probably the best way to to you know
0: find you. Send me a DM and um yeah, that's pretty yeah. much it. And then T S fitness and then that's dot mm-hmm. com. And wait, at NYC dot com. So it's T S fitness N Y C dot is our website. Uh to finalize it since we work together and everything what are the specials <laughs> for this month go so well next month we have our first
1: charity event but we're announcing it now yeah we also so that's going to be going towards Live Up, which is one of our clients uh, she founded it uh, it's for Down Syndrome her sister has Down Syndrome she's one of our long time clients uh, and she's an incredible person Jenna and so we're going to be hosting that um, on the March 15th Mr. Unleash Fit and I are going to be instructing it's at 1230 p.m. And then drinks food following afterwards try to get some sponsors We will get some sponsors and we also have a referral So the biggest part of how we bring business to us is through word of mouth So we're doing a little referral contest till the end of the month the winner gets a one-year free membership, which is a $7,000 value. That's insane. So, so that. And uh, we have our challenge. We always do like our internal monthly challenge, challenge. Which is a monthly challenge with our clients. And that is a passive slash dead hang for time. So those are the three things that are going on. We're finishing up our nutrition challenge this week. So I'm excited to see and share a lot of before and after pictures. Yeah, that's really cool. That's also a big impact that we've created here at TS is offering yeah. the nutrition. So, nutrition, but that's for that's for the next conversation.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so. definitely gonna come back. Uh, I think we're gonna talk about something. Obviously, now that people are gonna know, uh, my main goal is now we actually gonna have topics next time. Uh, now that everybody kind of like knows, and just got to know a little bit more about TS myself. But thank you very much, boss. Uh, for being part my pleasure and my man boom. and thank you very much guys if you guys have any questions just please email me at onleashfit.gmail.com you can also find me at, on Instagram at onleashfit if you're not following me there then I don't know what you're doing uh, with yourself alright guys have a nice day thank you very much